Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Showtime. Love Talk Radio. Here on Francie and Friends. Tonight is 
hard night off, but yet we're still working. Go figure. Best way to, best way yeah. to explain. Oh, so, of yeah. course, we are, we are joined by the very lovable Tom Sawyer. Hey, I'm here, finally. You're Back here. Again. <laughs> yeah. Ta-da. Yeah, yeah. Been a few and weeks. the very, the very joyful William Brower. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone, wherever you are in the world. There Hello. you go. And of Up course, here. we can't do this without our very nice um, boss, <laughs> Mr. Nicholas Grabowski, author and writer of. I mean. Uh, <laughs> yep. Hey, Nick. And well, hey. <laughs> yeah, I got that out just, just perfect. Perfect. I got to take. Speaking of yeah, sponsors, oh, yeah. uh, everybody, check it out. Go to www.honestamish. They got the best homemade soap made in America. All natural. If you got a beard and mustache, they got nice oils for that. They also have soaps for your beard and mustache, hand salve. So it's not just a man store. I use that hand salve all the time. Absolutely love it. And don't forget when you are on their website, the Honest Amish website, type in Talking Beard, and you will get 15% off of your order. So this is great product, you guys. Even if you want to just try a bar of soap, just just try the bar of soap. It, it, it's great stuff. You're going to love it. And it smells really good, too. All right. So, like we said, this is this is our night off, but yet we still want to give you a show. We, in other words, we don't have a guest tonight. So, we're winging it. And I think it's kind of cool because a lot has happened to us uh, for the past couple of weeks. Um, I know that William's got a story. Tom's got a story. And when I went through an old flash drive, um, I found one of the flash drives where I had a whole bunch of clips from past movies when I was building up the anniversary show. So I got clips from our two-year anniversary show three-year anniversary show, I mean, so on and so on. And in fact, something that has not been heard for years, and I don't know if I told you guys I found it or not, the Tommy Habib and Chef Maddie throwdown. Oh, God, the original. Oh, wow. The original. So, And on there, I actually have him saying the original what we're going to start opening up our Sunday nights with. But I just wanted to throw these on the switchboard. Do you guys want to hear the infamous clip of Mr. Tommy Habib and Chef Maddie from Hell's Kitchen Season 4? Now, if anybody who doesn't know who Chef Maddie is, if that doesn't ring a bell, because Hell's Kitchen Season 4 was, what what are they on now, like Season 30? (laughs) Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. He was the one who made Ramsey throw up during the taste test. When Ramsey Ooh. wanted to taste their signature dish, he was the one who made them throw up. So that's who Chef Matty is. And bless his heart, he, he, he helped out with the show a lot. 
helping host. He was, uh, I would say he was the original co-host, the very first one I ever had. You guys want to hear it? Sure. Sure. Okay. I mean, this this happened as soon as Tommy came on the show. All right, here we go. Oh, and I will I will explain something real quick. Poor Maddie was actually doing the show from his hospital bed. He was in the hospital during the wow. show. So he was definitely he was definitely very devoted. But here's the clip. So let's get this. Oh, and if you hear any moaning, it's not because the nurse is giving me a hand job. It's because I'm um, peeing oh, and it hurts. Hey. <laughs> hey, tell me, are you there? <laughs> wow, I don't know if I can come in on that one. <laughs> hey, Tommy, how's it going? <laughs> Tommy, i got to be wow. truthful, buddy. No, don't be truthful. I've already heard enough from you. <laughs> Thanks, and I was going to ask you to produce a show for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what's okay. Going uh, on, guys? Well, I know what's going on with one of you anyway. But, uh, <laughs> how are you doing tonight? We're doing Sunday great, night. and how are you? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said Sunday night, late night radio. What you know? Uh, what's fun? Let's take this straight to the gutter. Come on. How was your Christmas? Well, I can tell you the, a story. Uh, I wrote a letter to Santa, and it came true. I did a, I had a couple of hours of a threesome for Christmas today. It was great. <laughs> wow. Every man's dream. Yeah. <laughs> you are suddenly my hero. Uh, wow. Welcome to a very special group of people. Yeah, I, I love, I absolutely love that clip. Listening to it now, back then, listening to that clip now between Tommy and Maddie, it's really funny to me now, especially because, man, I'm going to be honest with you. No, you've been honest enough, man. I don't want to hear any more from you. No, I want you to produce a show for me. <laughs> Talk about a yeah. massive blow off. He was like... I was going to say, well, I mean, that, that's one way of saying, hell no. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. And you, you can hear my laughter in it. It was a very, very awkward laugh. Like, I got to say, it was a very uncomfortable moment. But looking, I'm, I'm glad it happened because now it is a magnificent clip to play for the future. <laughs> But don't worry, Tommy. Tommy didn't. He wasn't really mad at Maddie. He was just, you know, that that is an uncomfortable way to say that you're coming in, especially when you say, "Okay, he called in. Let's get this show started," and then he says that, knowing that I already got Tommy on the line. So it was a very uncomfortable moment. You can even hear JL in the background, like, doing a very uncomfortable laugh at the same time. But the show did actually go very well. And, uh, yeah, he really opened up to us, so that was a good thing. And I, I, I'm glad I found that also, and 
uh, William, you mentioned that your aunt was afraid that we might have offended him in some way, but you can tell the difference between the tone of the voice, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. He had a good sense of humor about it, and uh, he 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 recovered very well. So it it actually was a show that did go off with no hitches after that. So yeah, and well, we just had him on a couple of weeks ago. That was also another great show. If anybody wants to, if anybody wants to check that out. So it's to the rescue with uh, Tommy Habib. And when we say to the rescue, he's doing a great thing. He is rescuing dogs. He's building sanctuaries around America, and he's helping at-risk dogs and putting them in a sanctuary and trying to get these dogs homes so they will not be euthanized. So very great thing he's doing there. In fact, he's he's building one in California. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, he he uh, mentioned me in a comment, and he said, Francesca Weatherman, we're building a sanctuary in California, and we would love for you to help out with the puppies. So I'm going to try and figure out where that is, and uh, I, I, if I can lend help, I will definitely help out because I think it's a great cause. So congratulations, Tommy. You're doing the world a very good thing. All right. Uh if we, all of a sudden we hear twenty different dogs barking in the background, we'll, we'll know that Francie did more than helping. Yeah, Nick, I'm bringing homework. Got some homework here. What? <laughs> You're bringing what? We were talking about the uh, Tommy Habib doing the building the dog sanctuary here in California, and that Tommy Habib mentioned that he would love for me to help with the puppies. Uh, I, I, for some reason, uh, well, I, I've been uh, like filling orders from eBay, and I've got like a bunch of Halloween four hardcovers that I, I'm sending out, signing and sending out and stuff. I'm very busy here at Black Bed Sheet Book Studios. But uh, anyway, I thought I, uh, just uh, from across the room, I thought you were saying, "Hey, Nick, I've got pulled pork." <laughs> I don't know why. And then I picked up the phone and I said, "What?" And now you're talking about puppies. Yes, because I said, if I, uh, William said that he could hear, like, uh, 20 different dogs barking in the backyard. And I said, yeah, because I would have to come home and tell him, Nick, I'm bringing homework. Oh. (laughs) There's no pulled pork in that conversation piece, that's for sure. That's true, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Although I've got dogs cooking in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> and now the fun begins. We oh, will yeah. not be cooking dogs in the microwave. Oh no, I guess not. Oh, I, I, I guess that would be that would be too cruel. We do have a barbecue though out in the back. Oh my gosh, you're horrible. <laughs> I, I heard that the young ones are a lot like medicine. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, so who who wants Bambi? <laughs> I mean, medicine. Yeah, hey, yeah. Speaking of Bambi, about, I want to say, just 
over about 45 minutes ago. I was taking the garbage out front, and then I was going to my car to bring in two jugs of water that I bought at the store, and two Bambies from my neighbor's yard came running out and scared the hell out of me. I dropped one of the jugs of water, and it, start, it cracked open, and it started leaking. I had to carry the rest of it in here and, and pour it in another <laughs> bottle. I was like, oh, wow. those things were like within within 30 okay, yards so. of me. All right, well, well, in that case, I'm going to have to ask a very fun question for you, Tom. What? Because, well, 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 down here, uh, down, down here in Florida, um, Bambi's also have a, a, a different terminology. So um, given the fact that it was already late enough at night and you saw two of them running around, uh, were the thumpers running behind them with the pimp running after them, or uh, was it just the two regular Bambi's? And well, they what really Bambi was, I, I should correct myself, it was two felines. So there were two does. Oh, okay. So he didn't have thumper and flower with him, so, you know. That's really okay. funny because growing up, my friends and I called hookers Bambis. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in the, in the, a different context, this is a hilarious conversation. Yeah. <laughs> With the Bambies and the Thumpers following them and the pimps. Oh, okay. I get it now. I get it. I get it. Okay. It 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 took a little while, but I understand. That's right. I I understand what you're saying now. All right. Well, so what's new? Why don't you tell us some news? Yeah, media? that's what I was about Nick, to what's say. What's going on? Oh, with me. Oh, yeah, um, well, uh, just uh, filling uh, eBay orders and stuff and, and signing uh, the new uh, Halloween 4 hardcovers and paperbacks and things that people ordered, which is groovy cool. It's brand new. Um, as a matter of fact, the um, older Halloween 4 stuff uh, isn't available anymore, just the new 2022. Uh, it's actually uh, – they're it's the best version that ever existed. It's it's really fantastic, especially the the hardcover. Uh, I was really amazed uh, when I got them in the mail, and they are they are perfect. Um, and uh, just uh, trying to get through a lot of stuff, still uh, working on royalty statements, and just really, really like tremendously busy with all that stuff. Trying to desperately to keep up. It's kind of like climbing a mountain, and uh, and stuff. But uh, I'm going to do it in any time now. I'm sure that if Raina Young is listening, <laughs> to, uh, Slasher Girl is coming out. It's going to be the next thing that's going to come out. And and then, um, of cool. course, in our uh, classic monster series, uh, I'm going to do um, Frankenstein, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which, by coincidence, has a, uh, um introduction by Raina Young. So, but, uh, yeah. Just trying to catch up with everything, all kinds of stuff. It's like crazy around here lately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yep. nothing wrong with a little craziness. Nope. The immortal work. Yeah, and in the meantime, we got um, um, uh, there's the war on the planet Wu uh, between the hamsters <laughs> and the gerbils on the gerbil moon. Uh, and General Secute to me down below on the planet Wu, who's the military leader of the hamsters, coming up with all kinds of crazy solutions to the 
um, shenanigans of the the, the um, grasshopper-like gerbils uh, on the moon stuff. And then we got the Ukraine thing down here, uh, and uh, our friend uh, Gemini Burke was kind of in the middle of it with his family. When we found out about that, it was like a kind of like a tense, like past four days and stuff. Nothing compared to the planet Wu, though. But you know, yeah. I, uh, good news is uh, that uh, they're out, and we just got like uh, we uh, uh, went on Facebook, and Francie showed me, and they're they're safe. So we could joke about it now that they're safe um, in oh, Hungary. Thank God. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they've made it to the Hungary borders. So. So that's good. And uh, he, he does try to give me a thumbs up. I, I did tell him because he says he can't really talk too long on it, anything. So I told him, I said, at least give me a thumbs up as you can to let, let me know that you're safe. So he's been giving me thumbs ups. And uh, he did message me a link today. I need to take a look at that. I was busy taking care of the clips and everything, but he did message me a link today. Should we check that out right now? Sure. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, He messaged us a few links, and they were uh, uh, news um, um, thingies. Uh, He's uh, he's actually been... uh, uh, they're, they're talking. They've been talking about him on the news, like Soul Singer stranded in Ukraine with his family, and big news clips and stuff. It actually shows him in a subway station with a lot of Ukrainians, uh, kind of with a sleeping bag, and you know, just a lot of very kind of surreal stuff um, from our point of view. I mean, Tish, let alone his. My goodness, him going through that. Imagine going through all that stuff. It just, it kind of like really astounds me that I know that in my lifetime, um, I was born in the 60s, but I was a kid, so I heard about the Vietnam War and Korean War and and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, over the years, there's been conflicts and, you know, Afghanistan, Middle East stuff and Desert Storm. But, um, uh, and, and there, and of course, 9-11. Um, which which was surreal um, too, and that that was on our home turf. But it just seems to me like so much time has passed, and nothing substantial has happened. Yes, we got Bin Laden stuff, but not a war. And especially when it comes to like a big superpower like Russia or China, but in this case Russia, it's kind of surreal that um, that they're doing this. Uh, and that there actually is a war in this day and age going on where people are actually dying. It's, it's like kind of, uh, it's it's weird, and it's weird to see how that's going to escalate. It's like um, for a world leader to do something like that, it's like, uh, what, you, you know people are going to die. What are you doing this for again? Uh-huh. Well, you know, but I mean, I think what, what really, really compounds the confusion of it all is just uh, how how the rest of the public is handling it. Like um, um, I, like over here, okay, just the other day, they you know, they're like, well, there's been another wave of bombings, and there have been some multiple casualty reports coming in from Ukraine. There's a lot of people devastated, but we have breaking news right now. Kanye West has just finally officially filed for divorce with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> 
We're going to go live to Beverly Hills right now in five minutes to talk to the lawyers. Oh, Jesus. That guy's an idiot. Yeah. This is is what he sent me. It's actually the exact location as to where he is at at that moment. And it is at the Luzhartia border crossing. That's him at the border. Okay. Yeah, he sent me a, a map destination as to where exactly he is at that point. So that's good. Yeah, he's he's a really good friend of ours here on Francie and Friends. You guys got to know him. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yep. Young adores him. I mean, to know him is to love him. End of story. I mean, he, he's a great guy, and we're glad that he's safe right now because. You know, I have woken up on earlier in the middle of the night for many nights, these past couple of nights, thinking of him. I think we all have, because, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, you know, come on, you know, he's so, he's so down to earth and just, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's he's, he's one of That's the backbones of the foundations of our show. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. So he, I mean, it goes back to the very beginning. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 typing. He's to put on the show, you know. I'm telling him that we love him. I'm saying I'm I'm just messaged him and I said awesome news. We love you, and we are talking about you right now on the show. All right. Yeah, when right, Francie so. said that he's an hungry, I told her he must be hungry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, all the name I mean, country could name itself. That's like putting a kidney uh, yeah. sign on the back yeah. of a person. That's a, a, the, the country equivalent of that. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have to agree. Hungry. Hungry. Yeah, no, I'm not hungry, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who's hungry? <laughs> <laughs> and hungry, and of course, in close proximity to uh, Turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another uh, weird hungry? one for you right there. No. Yeah. Turkey hungry? Hungry turkey? Yeah. Who wants turkey? Who's <laughs> 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 yeah. hungry? Oh, oh, my brother as a kid was, like, saying, hungry? What are they called? hungry Aryans? And I go, well, you're close, but, you know. Uh, yeah. You, you get Hungarian. an A for effort. Mm-hmm. Oh, this wacky yeah. world we live in. I know. I mean, yeah. you know, who, who, who would have thought that we'd see the return of the era of Dr. Strange love? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for people to ride on missiles. I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Gentlemen, there's no fighting in the war room. (laughs) (laughs) There's no fighting in the war room. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that... Which president said that? Was that Kennedy? That Eisenhower? That was from uh, um, Dr. Strangelove, Francie. 
Yeah, Peter. Oh, no, but a president, a president actually did say that because everybody was fighting in the war room, and then he yeah. said, "There's no fighting in the war room." I think it was Kennedy. Because oh. that that's a famous uh, that's a famous scene and saying from Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, Peter yeah. Sellers thought it. Yeah. I'm a president said it though. I, I I think it might have been Kennedy who said it. Because they were all confusing arguing. reality with. Uh, yeah, I'm but then that has a lot with the media. I think Kennedy said France. that. Somebody Francie, Francie. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to Google it. I just remember it from being Doctor Strange Glove. I I I, I I I thought I, I thought Kennedy said, "Not tonight, Marilyn. I'm working in the office." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's home. <laughs> I think he said that a lot too. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it to see if I'm right, but I'm I'm almost certain I'm right. <laughs> so I'm gonna Google it. You guys don't believe me. You know Google tells the truth all the time. See, that's like saying that, that almost thing. sounds like something though too that. Uh, um, Jack Nicholson would have said in um, uh, Invaders not, um, in um, um, Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that that had some war 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 room shenanigans in it. Yep. Of course, it'd be better if he were doing it as the um, you know in his car salesman voice <laughs> with the cowboy hat on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, when when Mars Attacks first came out, I I was dating this one girl that uh, was a CSM with me at Walmart, and um, uh, her, I took her and her friends. Uh, I was so enthusiastic about Tim Burton. They're going, oh, the the Batman guy. Oh, hey, he's kind of boring and stuff. No, no, hey, he just came out with Mars Attacks. Let's go see it. And uh, we we went, and when we uh, left the theaters, they were saying, never take me to the movies again. That was. Um, it was it was funny. It was yeah, fun. I mean, <laughs> but nope, they did not like that at all. They thought that it was especially at the end. Hey, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs> With Tom Jones. Nice Tom Jones. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you didn't know back then when it first came out if if it was a serious. Like invasion movie or what? <laughs> but it was like uh, it's the sign of the 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 eternal sign of the donut. <laughs> Remember Lucas Haas yeah. was like <laughs> he gave the sign of the donut. Or of course the uh, the scene with, with uh, Grandma and the headphones. And that will be all voices? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 It's awful. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only Tommy's children, huh? You don't like that. Hold on. Let me fancy something. Fancy, what are you doing? Proving myself wrong, as usual. Is the I'll be really, really cool song about the France the other the... day on on uh, on, on the uh, radio. It was like, 
Soon fancy weathermen come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. <laughs> I sing it for her all the time lately. Yeah, you guys are right. It, it was the president in Doctor Strange Love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, that's the only thing I remember it. And we've had presidents say a lot of stupid things over the years, so but I don't remember <laughs> that one. <laughs> I mean, trust me, I, I'm, I'm sure between all of us, uh, you know, when it comes to Kubrick films, we, we could probably throw off a few one-liners here and there and know exactly what scene what the other one's talking about. Uh, yeah, you know what? Much. You know what? I do remember it was a question on uh, the Rob Anybody Don show during their um, pressure cooker, and they ask a bunch of random questions, and you got to answer the questions. And one of the questions was, what president said there's no fighting in the world war, war room? The guy got it right. Peter Sellers. Yeah. Shut up, guys. Just shut you up. know, I just thought of, like, great therapy for an Alzheimer's patient that uh, is uh, uh, that all of his life is really big on movies. Like, he'd go, he wouldn't know how to uh, go to the bathroom or he wouldn't know how to walk down the street. But you ask them, um, uh, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Star Wars! Star Wars! <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. There you go. Yeah, just throw some one-liners from movies. Oh, yeah! <laughs> that is true. You know, but, but, you know, unfortunately, then you got to look at the flip side of the coin, okay? Because of the fact that we've all memorized so many of these lines... Nick, I'm going to leave you as the first example, and I'm doing it just strictly out of sheer love, just for the record. But I can see Nick sitting in the, uh, you know, in the nursing home, just going back and forth, and be like, "Well, we're going to need a bigger boat." And then the nurse is going to come up and say, "Well, you know, it's time to have lunch. Uh, do you, are you going to want your uh, mashed potatoes and chicken?" Like, "Oh, I'm not wearing any underpants." Yeah, that's about a dollar. <laughs> no, Mr. Grabowski, I'll buy that for a dollar. It's covered by your insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could happen. That could happen. Yeah. When I'm 104. <laughs> there we go. But, oh, yeah. not a, but not a day over 20. Nope. But not a not a day over twenty. Yeah. Okay. Not even yeah, yeah. a yeah. minute. Exactly. Forever I've got to keep 20. the rabbit. Forever young, I want to be forever young. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I want to grow that, up. I'm a toy for us That song they're actually singing about uh, in a radiation cloud. What the yeah. Francie Weatherman song about sugar and tea and rum, or or the one I just mentioned, Forever Young? Yeah, I said, I said, remember, I want to be Forever Young is actually talking about living in a radiation cloud. Oh yeah, that's right. You like those uh, top ten mojo things? You heard yeah. that on there. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you're so, thinking that the song's so, talking about living forever young, but he's actually singing that uh, nuclear war just occurred. So yeah, I when it comes to that part, I think I'd probably want to go more the direct route. Um, I mean, one of the best albums that he did that's so underrated, Weird Al's Polka Party, but Christmas at Ground Zero. Oh, I love that song. You might hear some reindeer on your rooftop. Uh, Jack Frost nipping Jack on your windshield. Jack Frost Somebody climbing down the chimney. You better load your gun to shoot to kill. <laughs> it's <laughs> Christmas at Ground Zero. And it's the radiation levels okay. I'll go, I'll go out, out with you with and you. see all the new mutations on New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> that That is a great song. You might hear some reindeer on your rooftop, Jack Frost on your windowsill. But if someone's climbing down your chimney, you better load your gun to shoot the kill. Now, you guys do know that we're You know, uh, uh, if, if there ever is nuclear war, I think our all of our best bets is just to sing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather go out singing or something, or even like even if I survived, I could still sing. Well, hey, I mean, think of it like this. Depending on something like that scenario, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, at least we're going to have a microphone somewhere. So, <laughs> yeah. The second half, the second half of the detonation and the fallout starts, we're going to We'll be able to pick it up from where we left off with, hey, everybody, welcome to another exciting oh, episode of Pian Friends. <laughs> you know, what's probably going to happen is, like, uh, um, speaking of Watch Mojo again, that if they're still around after nuclear war, they would probably say these are the, the, the top ten um, all-time uh, cell phone videos of, um, uh, of when the bomb drops and their last minutes talking on the phone. Yep. Number 10. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I did see a meme that somebody made. It was pretty funny. Uh, the end of the world. So the end of the world is coming. What is, Don't what are we doing? No, Everybody's got the their cell phones. The world. Everybody's got their cell phones <laughs> up in the air <laughs> videoing it. Oh, you dropped a bomb on me, baby. Baby. You dropped a bomb dropped on me. Okay, when that song was out, when you were younger, did you always, if somebody farted around you, didn't you always plug your nose and go, oh, you got that bomb on me, baby. Yeah. You got that bomb on me. Oh, definitely. Yeah, well, but but, hey, I I always say this much, though. It can always be worse. Um, I got a buddy of mine that I've known since elementary school. And, you know, it's one of those cases where, you know, he probably should not have told me about it because every time that we get together, I still bust his balls about it. But, uh, you know, the the long story short, when we were growing up, there there was one movie that actually petrified him. And it wasn't even a horror movie. But it was Red Dawn. With the young Jennifer Grey. I was just Patrick talking Gray. to Francie about Red Dawn the other yeah. day. So, 
And I, so I told him, like, why? He's like, well, I, I saw it on HBO, and then from, like, ages 10 and 11, every time a helicopter was in the neighborhood, I kept thinking we're going to be invaded. And on the rooftop with a semi-automatic and go, Wolverines. Exactly. <laughs> okay, here's here's a trivia question. Well, not question, but uh, answer. Red Dawn okay. is the very first movie to get a PG-13 rating. Yeah, was it? Yep. Yep, that was the very first PG-13 rated movie. I learned that from the pressure yeah. cooker. That was one you of the learned that from the pressure cooker? Yeah, that Raw Bitty Buddy Dawn show, when they do the pressure cooker uh, game, where they ask oh, you oh, random... Oh, okay, I thought you were like, using it for a sauna or something, but it's too small. No. Whoa, well, wait, is Francie that short? Well, she's no. small, but... And little. And tiny. And tiny. So, Tiny. And effervescent. Okay. And effervescent. Okay. And little little pushin. <laughs> All right, well, guys. Yeah, you guys want to hear? You guys want to hear another old clip? Sure. Sure. All right. This is the first time that Brett Cruson was on our show. We know who Brett is. We like Brett. Yep. And this is when he called in to speak to Elvira, Pat, Pat Peterson. Elvira, moon papa, moon papa, Here we go. Pat, loved you since I was uh, 11, 12 years old. My grandfather yeah. used to watch your show every Friday night, and he'd say, boy, that's a lot of ketchup there, Brett. A lot of ketchup, isn't it? <laughs> a lot of ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Chad. Grandpas are liking me. Damn. I said when you said I love it. Yeah, that was my grandpa back in 1981. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Now uh, that that feels better. I thought I, you know I'm always signing autographs to people who always say, "Oh my God, I got to get a picture of you for my dad." And I'm like, okay, when when people start saying, "Oh my God, I got to get a picture of you for my grandpa," then I'm retiring. I am wearing this uh, regimental style, yes. And I tell you, <laughs> nice. the, kilt, the kilt has caused many, many a, a wondrous and, and amazing events at the cons that I go to. I always wear my kilts to the cons. I actually yeah. had an elderly woman. When I say elderly, I mean like in her 80s woman come up to me. She was just a guest at the hotel, and she's like, oh, I was wondering what a Scotsman wears under his kilt. She lifts it up, and she found out what a Scotsman wears under his kilt. Um, and what was her reaction to what the Scotsman was wearing or not wearing underneath his kilt? Well, I took her back to my room, Ron. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, man, this is so exciting. And um, the the funny thing is, is like for the last, since you said that you would do the show, at the opening show, that's you're always talked about. So I'm wondering, what do we talk about next Sunday? Because you're here tonight. <laughs> so, I am here tonight, yeah. And what a cool, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm extremely honored. Well, thank I you. Am, 
Yeah, yeah this is lovely for you to have me on. Hamsters. Everywhere. Yes. Yeah, so that right there, that was our interview with Elvira. And then that was Jason Hignite explaining what a Scotsman wears under his kilt. And that was Detail Matt. And that was funny for weeks. I think this was before, yeah, this was before you were with us, Tom, for weeks when we got that we were going to get G-Tom Mac on. That's all we talked uh-huh. about it. Every opening is, we're getting G-Tom Mac. We're getting G-Tom Mac. And then he was there, and that's exactly who we were like. So we were wondering what to talk about because you're already here. So, yeah, that that was a cool show with G-Tom Mac. Oh, the memories. Oh. They light the so corners of your mind. I I, yep. I didn't get the. Uh, there's a lot of ketchup on that, Brett. What what does that mean? Oh, good question. A lot of ketchup. Yeah, when of, uh, I guess. the the grandpa would always say that to Brett. There's a lot of ketchup on that, Brett. There's a lot of ketchup. Uh, it well, just kept coming out. Well, I think I could think of was something dirty, but that's you know that's only but it's not my I'm mind. Sure, works, I'm but. sure it's referring to her breasts. Yeah, I remember when I told all the guys that uh, at my job, I was like, "Yeah, we're getting Elvira on and all," and these guys were so much younger than me, and they were like, "Can I be your boom mic guy?" It's like they knew who exactly who she was. And they wanted to be the boom hey. mic because they would have to stand over her. <laughs> and uh, I actually got oh, a, hey, Deb a, Anderson, Nick, Deb, Deb have, Anderson, uh, listening. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, yeah, she's in the hey. chat room. Hey guys, I got a uh, story to tell about some vendors that I know from doing conventions. They did a oh, show okay. where Elvira was, and uh, uh-huh. the one guy they sold these think these dolls that are like. These dead dolls or something like that. They're like, uh, what's that? Care bears? Only they're called scare bears. And this guy and his wife do it, and and he says, he goes, we did a show with Alvira. He goes, you know what? I, she might be sixty something, but I'd still do her. And <laughs> he, I looked at his wife who was standing there. And she goes, you know what? I'd let him. She goes, hell, if I swung that way, I would do her too. And it's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, he goes. He goes, that'd be his one cheat, but yeah, you know. She goes, but if I swung that way, I would do her too. <laughs> you know, I was like, wow, that's a compliment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he said that yeah, right in front was, of his wife. It was funny. She looked at him and didn't even break a sweat. Uh, I think so. I'd let him, hell. <laughs> that's his one cheat. That'd be his one, you know. You know. His hall pass? Yeah, it's his one hall pass, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you you know what was also funny about that show? I mean, she revealed a lot of stuff, like the time where she made out with Elvis Presley at the piano. I mean, she made out with Elvis Presley when she was a Vegas girl. And Elvis Presley was the one who told her, girl, you're too talented to be sticking around Vegas. You need to get out of Vegas. Elvis Presley gave her career advice. Yeah, And that's it what she did. He got out of Vegas because of Elvis Presley's advice. But, uh... She was, um, I, well, one thing that Nick and I, when we we knew we were going to get a book, book, 
You know, I used to get sloshed a lot on the shows. Really for a thing. But, uh, but um, Nick and I, we said, you, well, we didn't say. We knew that this was one show that we would have to be sober for. Like, we're not going to get drunk. And throughout the show, towards the end of the show, she's like, I'm sorry, my schnapps is kicking in right now. I'm I'm not thinking right. I'm like, man, I stayed sober for this show, and she's been pounding us on the other end. <laughs> That's not fair. Well, yeah, you, she, you know. <laughs> yeah, but she, but, hey, she what admitted do you that. Yeah, because she's kind of starting to slur. At the same convention. That's my. Huh? That's my. That's. I hope I get to do a convention that she's at one of these days. So she, I hope she ever comes to Michigan or somewhere nearby. You know, even Ohio. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She seemed very down to earth, and she was actually surprised. In fact, I got a double huh. clip of her. I think I got a double clip of her that I. I heard uh, that the guys that the, the story I just told that the couple. They said she's uh-huh. she's just one wonderful lady. She just said that yeah, this was the best. Very down to earth. It, I mean, he said she was, sure. Yeah, she said that uh, she was actually surprised that more women are fans of hers than the men are, and uh, you know it, it's very simple. You're you're the role model. <laughs> That's why you. Oh yeah, you, I mean, they you're, look you're up the, to you. You're probably the top female horror show host of all time. I mean, a legend. I mean, who's yeah, took her who, mind who, too? You know, I mean. And, you know, she she kind of, uh, she not only is funny and has fun doing it, uh, she's a fan of the, a lot of the films she shows and the actors in them, like Vincent Price and all them guys, you know? I mean, so, yeah, I mean, she's, she's I mean, I kind of get to admit she's done a lot for the horror genre, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Mainstreaming Most it and making it fun. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention, I mean, inspired so many generations, too, even now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Miss Misery, she probably would have never thought to do anything like this if it had not been for Elvira. I think there's some others like Penny Dreadful and others that follow, you know, that I've heard of that, you know, so. Yep. I mean, yeah, she kind of is the the mother of all female horror show hosts, really. Yeah. Exactly. I would definitely agree with that one. So. And they don't make them like her anymore. Oh, no. I mean, geez, I mean, somebody showed a picture of her 40 years ago or whatever in the 80s, and it's like, damn, she's. Looks the same, you know. Must have a portrait somewhere in her attic, you know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. She's know. still very beautiful, very, yeah. very, yeah. very, still very attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we mean, had a hard time. We had a hard time at first getting her on the show, and uh, for Jason Hignite, which Jason Hignite was the one who got us for, got her to be on the show. So that was really cool. But uh, he was he was trying to call her and uh, 
trying to get her to call in, getting her the number and everything. And I'm trying to talk to him on the show, and he's like, "Shut up!" I'm trying, like, "Oh yeah, that's right. You're trying to get Elvira. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> shut up now." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That that was definitely an honor to speak with her. Yeah, I think Cassandra Peterson made a deal with Isabella Rossellini and death becomes her, and that's why she looks so youthful. <laughs> I mean, well, Isabella Rossellini is still absolutely hot and stunning. So. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, that too. That's all because of the, of the uh, the magic uh, with the stone and the thing. It's definitely something. I'll, I'll say that much. Not, yeah. You know. But uh, I, I wonder, did she get it at Jared? She yeah, had to have gotten it from the same place mm-hmm. that Jared did, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, except for, you know, Cher, she has to go under a knife a lot. I think Keith Richards got shortchanged, though, because he still ages, but he's still not dead. Yeah. Well, well as long as he can still play guitar, which is actually matters. really good. Yeah. I love the Stones. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> I can't believe they're still alive. A lot of like, uh, a lot of like big rock singers and pop stars and stuff have been dying over the years. A lot of the major ones too, but they're still there. Well, Big Tiger just had heart surgery last year, so Ooh, you know before his tour, that. yeah. And I think the last twenty or thirty years before he did concerts, when he got older, he started running ten miles a day. Before uh, he did a he did a uh, concert tour. No, oh, wow. another story. You could bury him in a landfill, and you'll be looking the same twenty wow. years from after he's buried, because uh, the wow. artificial crap within him. You know, I mean that dude. That dude's like a walking chemical human. You know, it's like, yeah, they'll bury me a thousand years from years now. Archaeologists will go in awe when they discover that one. Yeah, yeah, but especially when he wakes up and goes. Hey, is the pub open? You know who else, man-wise, has not aged a single age. I mean, he still looks like he did from season one, and they're like on season 40 or 50 now. Jeff Probst from who's Survivor. That? Jeff Probst, the guy oh. who owns Survivor. Oh, okay. he, he looks like he is not aged a day. Hmm. It's the camera. Oh, that. that He gets to go to exotic locations to work in warm weather and don't have to deal with the winters. You know? Yeah. That is true. We're, we're going to stay at this gorgeous five-star resort. And uh, meanwhile, <laughs> we're going to drop you off over on Plan B. Um we, we we are going to send along this lovely shovel for you guys to build your own hut, and uh, we'll see you in the next six months. Yeah. Man, he's got a great job, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> he's got the greatest job in the world. I mean, first of all, he gets to see the world. Places that you wouldn't think to go see. He's in them. Well, I'd say one of the greatest. I mean, the other one probably be the Hugh Hefner, you know. Yeah. You know. Of course, you know, you know, of course, you, you know, I'm sure none of us really mind going to Hugh's other island, uh, you know, the island of no. Kamana Wanalea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I hate to say it, I don't know where Island Montawega is. Come on, I want to lay you. Yeah. You don't know where it is? No. It's wherever you want it to be. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's really exotic. What over your head? It's really Brandon. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary. You guys are messing with me, aren't you? Yep. No. Okay. Tom's so, so honest. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll try uh, this way. Shut up, Tom. Let me answer. No, we're not okay. messing with you at all, Fancy. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, look it up on Google. I'm sure you can find it. I now feel like John Link with the Red Snapper. Snossages. Of course, course, Francie. Remember, I said sword fighting, so, you know, of course that's how my mind works. (laughs) (laughs) That had to be the best line. That had to be the best line of the year. That one even stood legit for a second. And he's like, ah, you're right. (laughs) So, I I I guess, does that mean this weird? Is there going to be a sword fight at the Sawyer table uh, this, this upcoming convention? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, but if no. you didn't, oh, you know what? I think I, I think I still got that clip loaded up on the switchboard. I got to find that. That's absolutely hilarious. That was just out of the blue. It was absolutely hilarious. You guys talk amongst yourself. I'm going to find it. Okay. All righty. I always found it to be like we were mentioning movies a little bit. You ever notice how you could watch a, a funny movie and somebody farts in the movie or belches and the women will laugh at it there, but if you do it in public, they think you shot their mother or something? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a double you know, standard, like, damn it. That's disgusting, yeah. You laugh at it in the movie. Well, that's different. That's a movie. It's funny. Yeah, You're not. <laughs> it's, it's a movie because you don't have to smell it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, whenever, whenever I uh, somebody parts around me, I just always say, "Well, that gives Deb Anderson said parts are funny." <laughs> whenever anybody uh, parts around me, I always just say, "Well, that gives me something to look forward to." Yeah, well, I mean, my new job. I jumped on an elevator, and somebody must have done crack going off in there because when I got out of it, I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> well, wait, well, well, what you got to do is you got to give them proper warning first if you're going to do it, and be like, "Wait, good afternoon, madam. Would you like a sample of our new designer fragrance coming out this spring?" <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Well, yes, of course. Thank you. Remember when you could buy parts in a can? Yep. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to go ahead and rat Nick out. This was hilarious. I'm not sure if he knew I was in the garage or not. He was still sleeping. And uh, I was kind of in the garage just kind of lingering around being quiet because I knew Nick was sleeping. And I hear a fart. And then two seconds later, I hear hamsters. (laughs) 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 What? 
I blame our dog, so you know what the hell. <laughs> yeah, hey, you always blame it on the dog. And William, I disagree with you. It's better to have people wondering who did it, looking around and trying to accuse each other, and you just stand there smiling like, eh, as long as they don't think it's me, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, that that works too, but, you know, it's, it's really more fun when you do decide to claim the responsibility, especially if it's in an elevator. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> watch, watch the panic. Watch, watch how fast those buttons are going to get pushed. Yeah. Have you ever noticed, like, think about it. 80% of your conversations when you're just sitting around ch- chatting with people, farting always becomes a conversation piece. Uh, yeah, because we're warped. Yeah, yeah. I was just because we're warped. But I was just bringing it's up because how we're writers. I find it funny about movies where you you see something funny in a movie like that, and women will laugh, but they won't laugh at the real thing. You know, I was like, that ain't funny. Actually, I I do, especially when somebody farts and then uh, says hamsters. <laughs> and I I Hamster didn't want to laugh. I didn't want to laugh so loud when I was in the garage because I didn't want to embarrass him because I didn't know if he knew I was in the garage or not. And then I, I told him later on that afternoon, I said, uh, Nick, um, did you know I was in the garage this morning and you farted and then you said hamsters? <laughs> it's one of my favorite swear words. <laughs> I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> it is a funny swear word. Yeah. Oh. Oh now oh. now speaking of, um I, I, I do have a fun a quick fun story for you that non farting. What? That's so, crazy talk. I know it's crazy talk and I'm glad you said it was crazy talk because it ended up being that way. <clears throat> oh. Oh, before you say that, though, I wanted to share what my one of my favorite uh, high school classes was, was Farts and Crafts. Oh, my God. <laughs> I heard that that class stunk, though. Yeah. Oh, my it, God. It so did those jokes. <clears throat> it wasn't very classy at all. No. <laughs> it was ripe for the picking. It oh, sure my was. God. Deb, see what I got to go through? I'm so rounded. Yeah. We should evolve this conversation quick, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hey, it could be worse. So Yeah. Nick, I I know you're gonna definitely get a kick out of this one, being being a publisher and all. Um Friday nights I, I usually get uh a few friends together for uh, for coffee, and you know some of us are writers and some are artists and things like that. And um, you know, so needless to say, uh, one of one of my buddies uh, pulled me aside. He's like, "Listen, I have a friend of mine who has an idea, and the problem is um, he doesn't know how to finish his story. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on speakerphone, and I was gonna you know." Maybe see if you can uh, give him some advice or some, you know, some pointers on what to do. You know, so I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. <clears throat> so, so he calls his friend up, and we're sitting there, and I'm like, you know, so, uh, 
yeah, can you tell me a little bit about your story that you're working on? And he's like, yeah, I'm not really a writer, so it, it, this is just really, really rough and basic. I'm like, that's okay. It's a starting point. What do you have? And he goes, well, it's going to be about a guy, and he's going to do something. And I'm like, okay. That's pretty basic. Well, what, 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 what's he going to do? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, what can you tell me about the guy? Well, he's not a woman. Okay. What else can you tell me about the guy? Um, Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How, how, how can I start this thing? Do you have any advice? I'm like, uh, yeah. How about maybe think about it a little bit longer and come back to me? <laughs> yeah, come up with a story, yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, Alan Alan McNeil is in the chat room. Good morning, Alan. I'm really? glad to see you made it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say Yes. Yeah. You know, hey, believe uh, it or not, uh I I've had uh, over the years that I've been a publisher and even a writer, uh uh people come up to me and ask me stuff that's a lot like that. Very vague kind of, you know, okay, I've got this idea, I've never published a book before, and and uh, 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 many times it's like uh, they they haven't even written it or started writing it or anything, and they're they're talking about getting published, and you know, I've got this book, uh, I, I want to get it published, so how far into it are you? Well, I haven't started it yet, and uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I've got this idea in my mind about it, well, what else have you written? Not really anything. Um, I just um, want to see if maybe I could get this published. Well, you have to actually write it first. Oh, yeah, I know. I guess I need some inspiration or something. Well, what's it about? It's a kind of like a science fiction novel about people. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. literally there are there are people like that out there that are vague like that, that want advice and you just don't know what to say at all because exactly. they've given you nothing. <laughs> they've given you nothing. Yeah. Usually I tell yeah. them to come up with an entertaining story that, you know, at least kind of makes, it has to make some sense and be believable and then go from there. And you can base characters off of people you've met or seen or know, and but at least have a basis for a story and then work from there. Yeah. Or, or of course, you have to admit that my, you know, the, the next best question that sometimes gets asked is, can I make the same salary as Stephen King does? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course you can. Yeah. It'll just take 20, sure, 30 years. Novel, yeah. <laughs> you know. All right, all right. Exactly. I, found, I, found, I found the clip, and I'm, I'm dying to hit the button because we were talking okay. about it. Oh, wait, uh, oh, okay. Deb, Deb has a question. Uh, what advice would you have for someone who gets writer's block? Ah, that's a great question. I usually go have a couple of adult pops and not relax because if you force it, it's like any, like shit, if it's like a, getting back to the fart analogy, if you force a story, it's like a fart. It turns to shit, you know. <laughs> well, that's the truth. Was you know, um, it's. I usually have a couple of adult drinks and then kind of relax because that's mostly, I think, what it is you're pressing. I think deep down it's everybody's pressing and trying. But if you relax, kind of kick back, relax. I'm not saying get shit face drunk, but one or two and then kind of relax a little bit and have a good time and, you know, 
do something that relaxes you. It doesn't have to be drinking, but just kind of, you know, it always worked for me, you know. I'll I'll usually call some of my closest friends, and I'll ask them the $10 million question, which goes, so how was your day? Because I know somewhere in the course of the venting, the frustrations, the laughter, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a source of inspiration that's going to help clog the writer's block, you know. Just got to kind of weave through everything else and all the drama, the bullshit, and everything else to that effect. Yeah. Well, it's kind of on that order because I have friends that I call my brothers from other mothers. We usually get together, yep. you know, four or five times a year, and we don't necessarily drink. We'll have dinner or something like that or relax and shoot the bowl, catch up, and that's kind of, okay, I'm good. You know, we it could be just pops, maybe a beer or two, but nothing. But it's just basically relaxing and kind of, taking your mind off of trying to press it and force it. And it's like, Oh, you know, but yeah, you got to kind of kick back a little bit or relax. I just think relax. You just kind of pull back a little bit and relax. Then you can attack it. I think you're tiring your mind out, forcing it. And you're probably either tired, need a break or just to relax. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Deb Deb says she always ends up editing and getting lost in that. And then she said, LSD? No. <laughs> LOL. I would edit, edit after well, write it, it, then go back and check it. You know, write it out first, then go back and edit. Well, I, I, a, I would highly, you know, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I'll, I'll just say this much. Um, I would highly advise against LSD, unless, of course, you're uh, writing something in, in the sense of erotica or something like that, mm-hmm. because, you know, God forbid if you're writing something like, say, um, you know, the uh, the Books of Blood or uh, Candyman or something like that, um, yeah, you, you're going to probably not want to be near the mirror anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> no. Of course she was joking. Deb does not do LSD. I know her. She's a very nice nice lady, but she said thank you for the advice. Hey, you know, back no in problem. the day, I uh, did drop acid and write a lot. I read in journals, I read stories. Uh, some of my acid trip um, adventures um, are in, uh, you could, I guess it's still available, uh, The Wicked Haze. It's uh, mm. a lot of, like, different things. Uh, it, it's got, uh, oh, boy, um, um, actually some of the characters drop acid in it, too. And I think on the back, the tagline is, like, don't eat the sugar cubes. And... Mm. Uh, it, it's got like all kinds of like crazy. Uh, it, looking at it now, it's like crazy half-done stories and and stuff. But uh, it's called the Wicked Haze. I think it's still out. I know I've got copies on my shelf. It's like a thin trade paperback from 2004 or something like that that I got from my file cabinet. I didn't like drop acid in 2004. Got it from my file cabinets. Back when I wrote them around 1990-ish, uh, or back in my my um, early uh, 1990 drug days, <laughs> I wrote wow. a lot of stuff. I wrote a lot of stuff on napkins and kept them. Then I would like uh, um, put them on my word processor and just keep them in my file cabinets and stuff. I just I wrote a lot, no matter what I was doing. It was those were weird party days. 
and really psychedelic stuff. Uh, uh, really, the thing though about writer's block is it, it actually depends on the reason. Uh, there's there's different facets, different reasons for writer's block, and uh, uh, it depends on the person. It depends on what you're starting with with your story or where you're at with it. But uh, there's there's basically like two things that I found that you could do that work. One is throughout the course of your day, while you're doing stuff, in the back of your, your mind, think of the story and stuff and go over it while you're doing stuff. Also, when you're in bed, before you go to sleep, when you close your eyes, just kind of concentrate on the story and sometimes things will come to you. On the other hand, um, you can just sit with the story and really screw with it. You know, a takeout, and and the a big thing overall, universal does have to do with pressure, whether it's taking a couple of shots or whatever. But um, at the same time, it's um, I, if you just sit and you go, what if I just you know killed off a character I didn't mean to all of a sudden? Let's see how that goes. Maybe that'll that that's new and juicy and inspiring, or take it in some kind of a really weird direction. <laughs> And and then you could get inspired by the newness and the freshness of it. Because I think that's part of the problem in almost every circumstance is the reason for writer's block ultimately is it lacks the freshness. You're trying to force yourself. You're trying to – I mean, don't think of how anybody's going to read it. It's your puppy you just do it, you, you, you know, and you can, like, screw around with it. And if it doesn't work, then change it later, but who cares? It's you, you're writing, just do it, just go off. And and then maybe that'll inspire you. You're going, oh, wow, I just, I never thought that um, my encounter with this uh, Karen at Starbucks would integrate into the story so well. I never really even planned on putting it in there. You know, stuff, stuff like that. You know, just integrate stuff that, and then take the characters into something else, and then you could always rework it. But it's always freshness. You know, is inspiration because writer's block is usually a cause of a uh, uh, development of stagnation of just like you know i just at this point i don't know i'm so worried about the story where is it going to go are people going to like it you know just you know don't worry about any of that and just chill and just go off go off on it just screw it up you could always change it screw with it yeah that's that's good advice very good advice uh nick i do have a question from you from alan in the chat room yeah he wants to know what are your thoughts. Hold on. He wants to know what are your thoughts on the Blackwell books. Now that you're getting your feet into it. Blackwell. Oh, oh, Black, Black, Blackwell. Blackwell books. Hold on, Blackwell I'm trying to find books. Um, not not to be confused with the Inkwell books. Probably are you trying to redo the. Okay, I guess Blackwell uh, sounds like a character in Shocker Two. Mm-hmm. It's probably the, the the books that you're trying to republish. Nicholas Randers' books. 
I'll get him to ask you that, about so that. That was my original pen name. Yeah, and uh, Deb I, said I, thanks. I, Deb Anderson said thanks. That's great. Uh, thanks, Nick, for that advice. Okay, no, we're going to take a we're going to take a small break. Uh, I, I promised Deb that we would play this because I don't think she heard. This is Tom talking about sword fighting with Ron. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I challenge you. Um, ask, ask him about the Blackwell books because I'm not sure what yeah. he means. Oh, wait, it's, here we go. Blackwell books. He sent me or, because I do oh, know oh, that okay, I wrote okay. he, he, the he's talking about, about Blackwell books is the bookstores in the U.K. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, Blackwell in the U.K., yes, 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 we're, well, we're available there. Black Bedsheet Books books are available at Blackwell's in the U.K., yeah. I, I, um, I remember posting that on our group page, too. Yeah, I, I, I don't know much else about that. The, uh, the distributor sends me the results and stuff. It, it's not very many, kind of like Barnes & Noble. Most people buy online lately. Not very many people actually go to bookstores and buy our books. God bless them when and if they do. And, you know, our books are our, uh, authors selling them at conventions and, and so forth. Uh, but it's really nice to actually, for somebody to walk into a, a bookstore in a, in a foreign country, in Blackwell's, you know, is huge, uh, walk in and be able to order a book if it's not on the shelf already. So... Um, so it's distributed there. I don't know if it has shelf space, if they order them or whatever, that's up to them. Um, if I was like uh, Professor X and had my fingers and, and a ton of money in everywhere I distribute, I would make them um, have, have, have our books physically on the shelves and maybe send in a couple of clowns to like go, here, here they are. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I mean, that's uh, but that's the extent they are available there, though. They are available. That's yeah. good, though. So yeah. Anyway, that's that uh, long and the short of it. Now we got to the point of the Blackwell thing, <laughs> because in Shocker Two that I wrote for Wes Craven, there's a, in uh, there's a protagonist that fights Horace Pinker called Blackwell. So I thought maybe maybe he's talking about that. Anyway. Anyway. All right. All right, here we go. Here's the comment of the year so far. Tom Sawyer with Sal Lizard sword fighting with Ron Jeremy. I challenged him, though. I walked up to him at a convention in St. Louis, and I said, all right, Jeremy. I said, it's time to get real here. I said, I think my sexual organ is bigger than yours. And he goes, really? He goes, because, you know, I'll just throw mine on the table right here. I don't care. And I said, really? And he said, I, said, I don't think I can get mine to, uh, out of my head. And he goes, what? And I said, you know, my brain is my sexual, biggest sexual organ. And he goes, oh, you probably had me there. I think you didn't try to sword fight with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been an interesting fight. <laughs> that would have been an interesting fight. <laughs> you can. Um, let me ask you, Dave. Tell us about as dead as it gets. Tell us what oh, is the concept about. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but, but I'm going to talk about my film, As Good as Dead. Um, as Good as Dead. Well, you gotta get that title right. 
Even even in our tagline, our tagline is you're either the good, the dead, or as good as dead. Right. (laughs) I said it right like a hundred times, so I mean it's not a big deal at all. So you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't know that was a yeah, that was a huge boomer, but that that was hilarious, Tom. You can see it even it, yeah. it was even a hang grenade joke with Sal, hang grenade comedy. He was like, ha, 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 no, but his little laugh and everything. It took me a second. It took me a little longer. I was laughing because everybody else was, and I was like, sword fighting. I get it now. Oh, yeah, I'm good for one every now and then, you know. Yeah. That was definitely a classic. Yeah, that, that oh, clip's going to be played. More. That clip's going to be played regularly. <laughs> Even if you're dead, and I'm still doing Francine, friends, I'm going to say, hey, kitties. Remember that time when Tom Sawyer was talking about sword fighting with Ron Jeremy? Here's the clip. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> like I said, I'm good for one now and then. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. yeah, so that that was a good one. So that's what we were talking about. Okay, I'm sorry I changed the subject. That's okay. Hamsters. What subject were we on anyway? Yeah, we were kind of all over the board. Hamsters. Anyways. You know, our usual irrelevant selves. I thought it was farting hamsters. Hamsters yeah. can't fart. They they can't take any carbonated drinks in because they can't fart and they'll explode. Oh. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, really, yeah, that's, that's what I heard. Yeah, is there a category they, of fart called a hamster fart? Me. Yeah, but they they have like um, you know, sometimes the gerbils that fight them, they try to give them uh, carbonated soda and stuff, but they 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 have like um specific um, anti-carbonation uh, units in place to prevent that from happening. Well, that's good. I mean, it's better to play it safe anyways. Yeah. No, yeah. Thousands and thousands of years of, of, of um, you know, the hamsters evolving on the planet wound stuff. That kind of does that. They, it's all down to a science now. Life is they easy on fart. the planet. They do fart. What? They fart. Who? Hamsters. Well, maybe when they're incarnated here in their tiny hamster bodies, I'm talking about on the planet oh Woo. <laughs> planet Woo, you where they, they're normal size, like the size of, of dogs, and um, there's there's millions of them, and they, they've got their yeah. whole society, and, their whole, all the, and they share the planet with the beautiful fish. And and the uh, the the uh, what do you call it? The guinea squid. Everybody knows that. Yeah, not to be confused with the dork fish. Well, y- y- wow. yeah, that's true too. Spiders even fart. Spiders fart. Yeah, wow. they fart. They probably fart your that's general direction. It's a horror movie called place. Spider Fart. Oh. Yeah. Octopuses don't fart. They don't. That's because they're from another planet. 
And self-shell clams are C, and gnomons don't fart. Birds don't fart. Oh, wow. Sloth is the only mammal that does not fart. A sloth won't fart. Platypus. Well, they're a mammal. They're saying that the sloth is the only mammal that doesn't fart. A sloth? Although the case for bats, farts is pretty tenuous. What is mm. what does that mean? Although the case for bats, fat farts is pretty tenuous. Having a belly full of trapped gas is dangerous for a sloth. You know, a lot of the problems with global warming lately is because of cow farts. Yeah. Got to be careful with those. Yep. Got to plug those oh, yeah. things up. Oh, snakes don't fart, but yet they uh, they they defecate and urine in an attempt to scare predators off. I That's cannot what believe I do. Them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They also have a well-developed mustard scent glands that open into the open into the vent, and those species will often. Can you, you know what's really hard to believe if you're, I'm sitting here reading this and it's making me realize something. What? Somebody got paid, somebody got paid a lot of money to see if a snake will fart. Hmm. Well, that's worth it. I mean, you know, people uh, like, um, Every once in a while, a great uh, something great happens to somebody, kind of like winning the lottery. Uh, I get money off of the snake farting thing. You know what's really cool is, um, you know that uh, uh, movie Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee? Yeah. Uh From the 70s. Yeah, imagine uh, Bruce Lee infiltrates their camp in the movie, and they see these hundreds of martial artists, but he finds out that their secret is when um, confronted, they urinate and they fart to get rid of their enemies. Hmm. Sounds like half my family. And then Bruce Lee, <laughs> Bruce Lee learns from that, and it turns out to be an entirely different movie after oh. that. Well, I mean, you know, it's almost like um, the uh, the video where they swap the music to. Um, the Wham's Careless Whisper. <laughs> Did you see that one? Careless Hammer. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the Careless Whisper video, but um, hmm. Yeah, where uh, it, you know, it, 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 it's the uh, somebody swapped the uh, the music for the final showdown between Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee, and it's you know, it's like now I can't unsee this. <laughs> Oh, I have to see that. I, I've seen a lot. But... Uh, but, but yeah. Oh, speaking of Chuck Norris, did you guys see the latest Chuck Norris meme? No. He's on the phone at the top of the meme. He's on the phone and he says, "Stop." Putin's on the bottom meme on the phone and he goes, "Okay." No. Oh yeah, I did see that one. I did see that one. Yeah, yeah, Chuck I posted Norris that on Nick. Awesome. Yeah, Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's great. 
It's a little known fact that he he too uses the urinate and fart technique sometimes. Okay. I was just on the cast of the view over there. I don't want us to be cut off on conversation. Let's cut it off. Uh, Deb, Alan, everybody in the chat room and listening now, there will be an after show. So oh, good. The show will well, go yeah, on. Before, before uh, anybody like uh, gets cut off and stuff, remember, cows say moo, cats say meow, hamsters say woo. Why <laughs> yeah. Yes, All they right. do. And and I Deb do. said good night, everybody. Okay, oh, good yeah, night, I gotta Deb. Say good night I, I got a message, Deb, too. I got to message her. Yes, you do. Uh, things have been I... so crazy, crazy, crazy. And this Wikipedia thing, it's kind of got the priority is like low now compared to things that are going on. But I, yeah, I'll talk to I'll talk to you, Deb. All right. She knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, she knows. Guys, I got to split too because I got to get up early tomorrow. My five o'clock Eastern Standard Time, so so. I'll have to let Deb, you go Nick. and a do. All right. Well, we love you, Paul. Yep. Back Hi, Tom. I'll see you next Sunday. Yep. Good talking to you, William, Francie, Nick. Good night, everybody. All right. Until Bye. next week. And uh, Nick Deb says you've been a bad monkey. Yeah, Uh-oh. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But yeah. And then there were three. Yeah, I'm trying to find a song that's just not going to cut off. Uh, not this one. Got 60 seconds. Uh, something on here for 60 seconds. What do I have of I've COVID? been insanely busy. Um, the, these last years have blurred quite a bit. Um, I feel a bit like I'm ankle chained to my desk because I'm writing all the time. And I think I'm probably the only person moderately happy that that uh, we have social isolation because I've just been able to stay home and write. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not happy why there's social isolation, but, you know, it's, it's making lemonade out of lemons, you know. Um, if I have to stay home and can't go out and visit, you know, I go to conferences and visit the people that I like seeing at those events, I'll stay at home and write something they can read while they're in isolation. I, I didn't. I never thought about that. That's this year. Last year it was in. Last year I was actually really busy because I had a couple films that were shooting at the beginning of the year last year, like in March, right when mm-hmm. COVID hit. And oh. so, and then I, yeah, and then I had a couple more films that were supposed to be shooting um, early last year. So everything got delayed, but. Starting in August of last year, it's really funny, all of a sudden, everything that I was going to work on, everything that I was going to work on toward the beginning of the year started up again in August. So between August and November of last year, I was literally doing one film after the other, like five or six films. Every other week, I was working on another film for like a few months. All right, so we are now in our after party. Awesome. Our hamster party. Our hamster party. Hamsters. Bless you. I I kind of torture Francie. I think she likes it, though, but every day, you know, 
something that sounds like hamster, I always go, you know, I always like say hamster, substitute words. It's kind of almost as annoying as um, in um, uh, what's that um, uh, the Salkine film, um, uh, creators of Superman that did uh, Santa Claus the movie, and uh, um, oh, what's his name was an elf in it, uh, Dudley Moore, and a- yep. a- any any anything that rhymed with elf like self, it'd go elf. I, I I'm being elfish. <laughs> Stuff like that. I, I can't only it's only with Francie and me. It's hamsters. It's like I don't it have is. all the hamsters instead of answers. Yeah, I, I do like it. Woo. I do like it. It's cute. And well, and he, he, you know, I'm 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 honestly just waiting for the release of the book Hamsters from the Planet Woo. I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world so is my mom, and my mom does not read. I mean, they buy a copy of Werewolf, and they didn't even read it. <laughs> it's like, hello, mom. Hello. That's your daughter's book. Yeah, I know. But she wants to read the play. Yeah, and my mom, my uh, Nick will just tell my mom all his little stories, and she's like, I want this book. I want this book bad. Yeah, and it is full of um uh full of um thrills and drama and like escapism and and the meaning of life and what it what it means to be a hamster. Yeah. Yeah. And what does it mean to be a hamster in twenty twenty two? Well, you have to have them. You have to ask them. I mean, uh, you know, hamsters are multifaceted, and and they they uh, they're they're so smart that they develop portals to go into our world, and you know, the, and you know, they're they're eons beyond us. You wouldn't think of it though. You could buy one for fifteen dollars at a pet store, but uh, who knew? Who, who knew? Yeah, that's true. That's very true on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun having this little time off because the three of us, or four of us, we can't really get together and uh, chat too much due to busy life and everything. But, yeah, this once-a-month show where we just get to talk, it's kind of cool. But uh, I've yeah. been holding in a potty for an hour and a half, so you two get to chat for a second. What? Oh, boy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what would you like to talk about? <laughs> Francie. <laughs> no. um, She's great, isn't she? I'm not sure now. I uh, wonder if there were, any, there were any hamsters on the Titanic. I don't think so, though. Were there any dogs or cats? Did people bring any animals at all on there? People even ask that about Noah's Ark. Uh, was that real? Were there animals on there? Noah's Ark and Titanic actually have a lot in common. They're both boats, yeah. for one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, and then don't, don't forget also, uh, you know, Titanic also has a uh, love boat in common, too. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's true too. 
and uh, both Noah and the uh, the captain of the Titanic, they they both had beards, as far as we know. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Not too many people on the Noah's Ark one though, or like no, animals. No, definitely not. That, that would be actually great to make a Titanic movie only without uh, p- uh, without people but animals, and it was like Noah's Titanic. Same thing happens, well, I mean, but you know, there's all kinds of animals, zebras and giraffes and rhinos and monkeys and stuff that that get on the lifeboats and they're fighting for the lifeboat stuff. And I, 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 I would probably, I, I'd pay to see that one. I mean, uh, you know, this week they already uh, released the version of uh, Titanic where Kate uh, Winslet gets replaced with a cat. Yeah, oh yeah, I've seen. I like that cat, that black cat. The, I've seen the Godzilla one too, where he fights like those, Godzilla. Those are funny. Yeah. Those are those are hilarious. Whoever whoever came up with that concept is a genius. <laughs> and I hope he's getting it paid as much as Steven Spielberg is. That was a reference. He, he does it by himself. He's got a green screen room. Uh, they showed like behind the scenes of a lot of. His like YouTube videos, that that's that's pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, you know those those green screen rooms are are great, but you can have, you, you know, it's the double edged sword. It's like, wow, think of all the all the shit I could do with this thing, and then they're like, oh god, think of all the trouble I could get into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's actually been a fun show. And we had we had quite a bit of people in the chat room today too. Some came in and and stayed a little while, but others stayed a long time, and that that was great. And people were asking questions in the chat room. Yeah, yeah that was neat. That was groovy. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing I want to do is build up the chat room. So people that are listening to our show, please sign up. The account to sign up for an account is free. Chat with us in the chat room. You guys can make the show a lot funner. You can ask questions if you don't want to call in. So, yeah. Or if you're in the bathroom, chat with us in the chat room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I was glad to see that uh, we had people showing up in the chat room because I know we're getting the hit. We're getting the hit. Sign up. Talk to us. Yeah, we can only talk. We can only stand talking to each other for so long. <laughs> I know because we're going to go off. We're going to start talking about uh, farts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and farts in high school. Yeah. And going to a museum, and, seeing the work works of farts. Oh. And, uh, sword, sword fighting at, at, at convention tables. <laughs> yeah. That, Talking that about historic good. people like Fart Link Letter. Yeah. <laughs> or Simon and Fart. F- 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 okay, I, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Fart uncle? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know. Do you want to hear some other cool clips I found? 
Hold on, I wrote them down. Hold on. You want to hear another? What? Yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised. I was really surprised and very happy that I, I got all these clips, especially the Tommy Hey Beeb and Maddie. That was priceless. But there's a lot more priceless ones. Here we go. This is uh, Tom, not Tom. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I just, his mind was on me. David Madison's buddy. I forgot his name. I was Churchill. Uh, Thomas Churchill. All right. And uh, Hell's Kitchen, who was, I'm actually really excited for this guy. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. Um, he was a Hell's Kitchen contestant. He was the one that um, Ramsey called the Blue Jay. He had the blue dyed hair, Jason. And he's actually doing bar rescue. He's now the. Uh, the sous chef in all the newest Hell's Kitchens. Yeah, he was on our show. That was great. And he's doing really well for himself. And, of course, Sue did. Sue fucking did. I heard of that. Oh, Francie, before yes. you play that clip, um, uh, with the, the war that's going on on the planet Wu with the gerbils on the planet Wu moon, um, you, you know where uh, gerbils originally came from, don't you? Germany. Oh my, <laughs> oh, my God. You knew that was coming. I, I, <laughs> I, I should I should have knew. I should have. Sometimes I get him before he'll ask me the question, and I'll get it. And he's so proud of me. He's like, yay! And I'm like, yay! I did it! I'm a big girl now. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's another little clip. I love your show. You guys talk about everything and anything, and it's uh, it's amazing, you know. And and uh, you know, it, it's just fun. It's all, you know. Last time I think I was on was, God, almost a year ago, and uh, with David Madison. Yeah, and, David uh, Madison made bought, a phone call in. Yeah, we yeah. were. Uh, uh, I think Stephen Jeffries was me, David Madison, and Stephen Jeffries. Yeah, I, I was telling Ron about that, and he was like, "Damn it." <laughs> I was like, well, we're, we're, we're going to try and get Stephen on. Don't don't worry. Stephen Jeffries from Fright Night. That, yeah, he's he's really cool. He he was a really nice guy. I think Nick was more shocked. Are you fucking kidding me? Stephen fucking Jeffries? What I just wanted to ask was, um, you know, I mean, uh, there's so many people that I want to thank, like, when my film comes out. And with your permission, I wanted to uh, ask to be able to put your name in the end credits in the special thanks section just for being very... You know, just for kind of, uh, you know, give me a, a mental boost, uh, or as my uh, mother would say, the proverbial kicking the behind and uh, inspiring me to keep on going. I'd like uh, this person just to put your name in the special thanks at the end for being one of the people who inspired me to keep moving forward. Give me the popcorn concession there. You know? <laughs> there you go. 
Well, make, I'll make sure you get an invite to the premiere to win, whenever that may Oh, you're wonderful. Thank you so much. Did, did anybody sleep with their jacket after they got it? Yeah, they were so happy to have it. No. For me, I'm going to be honest with you, and this, this might sound dick, but whatever, I didn't yeah. join Hell's Kitchen to get a black jacket. I joined Hell's yeah, Kitchen yeah. to walk through the door. Yeah, baby. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Hey, Frank, do you know who else is here? Who? Sue fucking Dent. Sue Dent, go. Flynn. You want to ever say hello? I got to find her first. Uh, she must have stepped out for a minute. But Sue fucking Dent is here tonight. Yeah. Who do we have on tonight? We have Sue fucking Yo, Dent Flynn. on tonight. We have two fucking dents tonight. If she ever comes on, is she on? I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, she's here. She's, she's, she's too busy talking in the chat room. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jason Gaylord was so funny that night. He was so drunk. And Francie, Francie, guess who else we got here? We got two fucking dents. And then that just became Sue Dent's catchphrase for how long? We oh, even God. finally got her. We even finally got her to say it. I'm so fucking dead. It was like that was lovely. That, that that tops my one of my best experiences going out and abroad, um, promoting my own stuff and Black Bedsheet books. So uh, because they or find in uh, uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania that year, they welcomed us with open arms. We had a big, like a uh, huge room. Packed with people, talking about uh, the latest black bedsheet books. I had like uh, authors that came up to the podium and talked, and and then the comic books, uh, 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 Shot in the Dark Comics was was there and had a table at at in our our huge like you know room. Um, it, it was really fantastic. We had the biggest hotel party ever. Brian Keane himself sponsored. Um, our uh, our presence there and our uh, our big like hour long Q and A and stuff. We even gave out like hors d'oeuvres and stuff and and just talked about what's going on with black bed sheets with our books and comics and everything going on. And then uh, the uh, karaoke after party too. That was fantastic. And and throughout the whole time we had Francine friends um, on the phone. I had a Phone yeah, near that, me the, and the convention welcomed us also. Busey yeah. and the, yeah, and and uh, Steve and from ET, and that was great yeah. walking around the convention, handing people phones, uh, celebrities Jake and Busey. stuff. That, that was a great day. Yeah, yeah that was Jake a great time. He even took it. And Funky Werepig, I got to talk to Funky Werepig. Yeah, I, I got yeah. some clips. Uh, I got some clips from that where I was talking to the Buseys and he couldn't hear me very well, and I was like, I love the Buseys, and he's like, Well, uh, I was more into Duran Duran in the '80s, but if you like the Bee Gees, that's okay. And I was like, No, Buseys, Buseys. He's like, Well, I'm gonna hand you over to Nick now, and I'm like, Buseys. And he was talking, and I did ask, can you guys please? Nick never got my autograph. 
by the way, Nick. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Jake said, yeah, I will definitely uh, remind uh, re- you, remind Nick, and yes, I will definitely give you an autograph, and I will get you one for my dad, too. <laughs> as soon as I picked him up from the airport, I was like, did you get my autograph? What autograph? You know, uh, what? anybody listening, uh, uh, all of this is actually on um, my YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, that's so right. All that you is. have to do is just go there. That's right. Nicholas Grabowski or Black Bedsheet Book. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.